0: I realized the truth about homosexuality, and Jesus made such a huge change in my life that afterward, I forsook all of my past same-sex desires. Real life starts now. This is
1: Hi, this is Evangelist Sanle. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about how male-to-male same-sex attraction works and to see if people are born that way or not. Listener discretion is advised as we're about to discuss things of a sexual nature intended for a mature audience only. Now, science has not been able to prove people being born gay, and so far there is no proof of a genetic link that causes same-sex attraction. But so then, where does it come from? Well, in our last show, we had Davon Johnson as our guest talk about how society kind of pressured him to believe that he was gay. He tried to keep the same-sex desires secret and under wraps, but the desires kept growing and growing inside of him with the influence of gay porn. But before he crossed over the line of coming out of the closet, a Christian friend confronted him and began to share the gospel. It was revealed that she too struggled with same-sex attraction before she knew Jesus as her Savior. What she shared really convicted him, and God began to speak to him about cutting the relationship he had with someone he was really involved with at that time. We're going to talk about today how he traveled from that point to being an on-fire Christian who is married to a beautiful woman today. Devon, welcome back to the show.
0: It's a pleasure to be here,
1: on. Thank you for having me back. Man, it is really great. I mean, hearing your story has been amazing. In our last show, you talked about how you were confronted by your Christian friend. Did you end up giving your life to Jesus Christ at that moment? Tell me a little bit about what happened. Yeah,
0: I didn't fully surrender right then and there. I had tussled with God because I didn't really want to give up what I wanted for him. Right. She approached me and let me know that homosexuality was a sin. And she showed me all of the scriptures in the Bible about it. Genesis 19 and Leviticus 18 and Romans 1 and 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And I just was like, oh God, I felt in my heart of hearts that this was perhaps wrong. Society showed me that it was looked down upon. But I never knew, according to the Bible, that God saw as a sin. Oh! I had never heard a sermon preached to me before that homosexuality was a sin. So this was my first time being exposed to biblical truth.
1: Oh, my gosh. So here you're hearing this and it's like hitting you. You're like, oh, my gosh, there's actually stuff in here.
0: Yeah. And she's like showing me the scriptures in the Bible. and I'm like, oh, my God, the Bible says that this is a sin. I knew I felt bad doing it. In shame and, and secrecy, but like I never knew that the Bible said that was wrong. And so after she prayed with me, I went back to my dorm room and I was just upset with her. I was like, oh, Who's this girl who thinks she is trying to get in between me and my prospective relationship? And then I just began to hear the voice of the Lord saying to me, You need to cut this guy off. Oh wow. No, God, I can't. We won't date, but can we just be friends? And I felt like God was saying in that moment, no, you can't even just be friends. Get rid of him. Get rid of him now.
1: Whoa! So in this moment, you're praying and you're beginning to, before receiving that full surrender, the Lord is giving you very clear instructions of what to do.
0: He's giving me clear instructions, like, get rid of him. I'm like, but why? He was like, even if you don't date him or have sex, even if you just remain friends, bad company can corrupt good character. Wow. So you don't have to have sex with someone for them to corrupt your character. Just being associated with them, their spirit can kind of get off on you and influence you. So he was like, you just got to cut that off and separate yourself so that I could begin to do an inward work in your heart. Because at that moment, he had become an idol to me.
1: When was the moment of true surrender to the Lord in this time frame?
0: After just messing with God and
1: him speaking to me
0: in my spirit and me having nightmares, I said, you know what? Okay, God, if you want me that bad, you can have me. I felt like because of my rebellion and me not submitting to God, that I had exposed myself to all these demonic dreams and attacks. So I went to the girl and I said, hey, like, I'm ready to go to church with you. So she took me to church December 14, 2008, I have no idea what the pastor preached about. But after the sermon, he asked if anybody wanted to come up to the altar. I felt this urge in my heart, this impulse to go up, and I was embarrassed. I don't want people to think that something's wrong with me. You should have to go up there with you. Yeah. So she walked me up there, and I just fell out on my face. And that's the moment that God began to do a work in my heart.
1: Wow. So you accepted Christ into your life in that moment. You received the package and something changed.
0: I got up off the floor and the pastor was like, hey, man, do you understand the gospel? And I was like, no. He explained to me the gospel, the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, how he died Uh for my sin, how I needed to turn away from my sins and accept Christ for eternal life. And he asked me, did I want to accept Christ as Lord at that moment? And I did not, because I felt like if I get saved now, then I'm going to have to cut out all the things that I was doing. Yeah. And I was not ready to fully surrender. However, I realized that tomorrow's not promised. And if mm-hmm. I walk out of this church and I don't get saved and something happened to me, then I don't know if I'm going to make it to heaven. So I just accepted him right then and there.
1: Wow. Now, I understand after you accepted him, though, you had received this amazing goodness from the Lord. And I understand that you knew at that moment, I need to overcome these desires that, you know, you consider it wrong today. How did you overcome those desires?
0: Yeah, I really wanted what I wanted, but how I overcame was realizing that what God had to offer to me was better than what I wanted for myself. Wow. I was looking for love in men for affirmation, acceptance, attention Mm -hmm. and everything that I was looking for in this guy God showed me that I could find it in him. Wow. He's like, you're looking for love, but God is love. And who can love you greater than love himself? Mm -hmm. Once I realized that love can be found in God, acceptance could be found in God, validation could be found in God, everything that I was looking for in other people, placing in things. Once I realized I could find all that in
1: God, that is what helped me to overcome. Yvonne, that's powerful, what you just said there. Now, I understand you're married today to a beautiful woman. How do you know that this was the wife that the Lord chose for you?
0: Yeah, a lot of people wonder, like, is there such thing as the one? Or can you just pick and choose your own spouse? For me, and my own personal testimony, I can say that the Lord has chosen my wife for me. Mm. I met her at church. And I found out that we also went to the same college together as well. So I kind of saw her every day. (laughs) But it wasn't until two years into our acquaintance that I had a dream of her. And in the dream, it was revealed to me by God that she was meant to be my wife.
1: I understand, though, that sexual trauma from your past made your marriage difficult at first. Like it was hard adjusting to heterosexual sex. How did faith in Christ really fix that?
0: Yeah, it was so challenging in the beginning, to be honest. I thought I had overcome homosexuality because I was no longer having the encounters with guys. But just because I was delivered from that doesn't mean I was healed. Mm -hmm. I wasn't healed from the trauma. And so in my marriage, whenever my wife would try to touch me or or wanted to become intimate, it would trigger an early childhood experience. And I just, just, it was a struggle. So I had to go, I had to pray. I had to go to counseling with my pastor and my wife. I had to communicate with her what triggered me, and she had to be patient and work with me until I got healed from that.
1: Wow, that's amazing testimony for her. And you did find healing in Christ. You did find change in that, is that right?
0: I did find healing in that aspect, yes.
1: That's amazing. Now, what happened to your identity after you came to know Christ? Did you still view yourself as like a gay man? Tell me about that.
0: So with me coming to know Christ and everything that he's been teaching me regarding human gender and sexuality and, you know, his divine design for it, it really helped me to learn that my struggle is not my identity. Mm. I may have struggles or temptations with same-sex attraction, but that's not who I am. That's not who God created me to be. Mm. And so just understanding that, it helped me to show more grace and compassion for myself for when temptations do come.
1: Wow. Now, if someone is struggling with same-sex attraction today, how can Jesus help them?
0: Jesus can help you first and foremost. He can give you identity. Mm. A lot of us find our identity in our struggle or in our sexuality, but he can help you find identity in him. Mm. Jesus can give you the love that you've always needed, the rejection that you have experienced. Christ accepts you. He can help you by giving you everything that you are looking
1: for in that community or in that lifestyle. Amen. You know, this is so good. Devon, thanks so much for sharing your story. It's powerful how God really changed the trajectory of your life. And today, truly, He has made all things new. Thanks so much for joining us today and sharing all. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, guys, the show isn't over yet. I have some things to share right after the short break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach one million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of one million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to (laughs) AwakenTheNations.com Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, this is a wow thing here because I'm listening to a story and I can easily see how he could believe that he was born gay and that same sex attraction was something he inherited possibly. However, today he is professing the truth of what he discovered, that no one is born gay and he put it through the test. He learned that same sex attraction was a wrong desire that could be brought under control by submitting his life to Jesus Christ. And that is the same for any and all sinful desires. Christians are called to deny those sinful desires and to live by the Spirit. It's written in Galatians 5, 24-25. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So, to be a Christian is all about living a life of denying worldly pleasures and instead walking in the power of the Spirit of God. It's a surrendered life, a life that allows God to take leadership and authority. It's a life where Jesus is literally our Lord and Savior. And Davon did that. And through that, he discovered life in Christ where he isn't given over to his lustful desires anymore, rather a life of self-control and love. Today, he disciples many people in the scriptures and he's happily married. If God can do this for Davon, what can he do for you? God could bring you through anything if you're willing to surrender. God is calling someone to surrender their life now to Christ. And the Holy Spirit is talking to you now to surrender your life to Him. Lord Jesus, help us, Lord. Help us not to be so wrapped up into what we think we need. But let us deny ourselves and submit ourselves to a holy God who designed us because you already know what we truly need. And you're going to bring everything that we need in its right order. We ask, God, that you would come into our lives, we surrender our lives to you, and we ask you, Lord Jesus, to be our Savior in Jesus' mighty name. Hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our
0: show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.